gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing word of God. Praise the Lord. Right. You know, I've not uh, done this before, so you have to forgive me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Apart from my heart that is going faster than the same boat, <laughs> I think we'll be fine. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 19. No, 43, sorry, 43, verse 19. 43, verse 19. That's our anchor verse for the month. Um, It says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Shall we pray? Father, Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence. We thank you for what you've already declared that you have started. We thank you because we're all partakers of it. Father, as we listen to you this morning, as we, as we partake of what you have for us, Father, I hide myself under the cross. I pray that, Lord, you would help us that our focus will be on you. Father, I pray that people will not see man, they will see you. I pray, O oh God, I will not stand in the way of what you are about to do for us. I pray that nobody that listens or nobody that is here today or listens wherever they are, that, Lord, nobody's lives will remain the same. Father, we thank you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Right. Okay, so for... So those of us taking notes, the topic for today is the Lord of New Beginnings, or the Lord of New Beginnings. Human beings, generally, we don't like change. I mean, we, we all know that, don't we? I mean, I don't like change. Um, generally, we don't like change. But if the situation is unfavorable, we would, you know, we would change. We would, we would do some, you know, try to encourage change. I mean, that is minus the small percentage of us that are like stockfish. They would rather break than bend. But generally humans, we don't like change. But when even we're going to change, if we're going to change at all, we prefer that the change is, you know, slightly incremental or translational. You know, just one step to the other. Maximum, you know, they give him double promotion. Primary three to primary five. You know, that's what we like as human beings. And we, we're not very, we don't like transformational change. So we like similar to the old, but better than the old. That's what usually we like. So when we hear the word, you know, new change, new thing, is, you know, it's starting to, is doing a new beginning. The problem with us is that we start to box God. We start to put him in a box to say that this is, you know, we start to, based on our previous experiences of God, or based on our current experiences of ourselves, or based on our previous relationships, we box God and say, okay, this is what I know God will do. And this is how he will do it. Sometimes we don't say how he will do it, but we say this is what he's going to do. You know, when, maybe when they declare that, oh, this is your month of new beginnings, you already brought a diary, you wrote a list. These are the things God is going to give me a new beginning in. But, let me interest us that God created man in his own image, not the other way around. We sometimes start to, you know, we start to make God to be like us. And that is not what God is. God is beyond our box. And I sense that what God is telling us when he says, I will do a new thing, is that our experience of him and what he is going to do is going to be completely different from what we've ever, ever seen before. Praise the Lord. So it will not be similar but better. It will be different. 
You know, there's, there's, there are two different things completely. Because, I mean, completely two different things. Let's look closely at Isaiah chapter 43 again. That, that one we're just looking at again. It says, I would do, it's, it's a new, this is, I mean, is, is it 18 or, let's start from 18. I think it's from 18. Uh, this is, um, yes, 18. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Don't think about them. That's not what I want to do. I want to do something new. Let me give us an example. If an architect is drawing um, a plan for a bungalow, for example, and he's taking his stuff and he's drawn a plan for a bungalow, and at the end of it, he says, hmm, I want to put an extension. So he puts an extension at it. Now, if you take that picture, picture one, and picture two of the one with extension, picture two is better than one because it has an extension, but it's still a type of picture one. But what God is saying is, no, 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 no. I am just going to wipe it clean. Because I, I checked when when a pastor told me that you're talking about God of new beginnings. I checked what new beginnings. It sounds a little bit redundant. New and beginnings. Was it redundant? But then I saw places, clean slate, fresh start. So when the architect now says, okay, I'm wiping this, and it's a clean slate, I can now build whether it's going to be a skyscraper, whether it's going to be whatever. It's fresh. It's new. It's not something you've seen before. It's not something you've heard before. It's completely different. And why is he going to do that? Why is my name there? (laughs) So why is he going to do that? Let's look to the verse we've just been reading. Let's look to verse 21. It says, These people I formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. That's the main reason. That's all. So that we would declare his praise. That's why he's going to do something new. And why am I so sure? I mean, some of you are saying, he's talking, does he really know what he's saying? Why am I so sure? As a scientist, we have, you know, we have laws, we have theorems. And uh, when we want to say something is law, because law is, you know, it's not going to be broken or something like that. If you want to see how molecules will behave, in certain circumstances. You check how they've behaved in the same circumstance before, and you can then say, if the circumstance is this and this and this, then they will behave like that. And I'm saying that my God of new beginnings does not do the same type of the old. He does something completely new. Shall we... Let's look at some examples, because, you know, when you want to test a theorem or test a law, you would have uh, case studies or something like that. have... I mean, if I was going to choose a case study from each book of the Bible, then I could have chosen it because there's so much, but we'll not live here today. So let's just look at a couple of them. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1 and 2. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. It says... In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Stop. Then the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, some commentaries say that the, the earth became, not rather than was, but that's not where I'm going. And we've heard so many uh, preachings about Genesis chapter 1, but let's, let's look at it a different way today. Now, the earth, when it was still without form and void, it still had an experience of God because the Spirit of God was there. So there was an experience there. But that was not the full manifestation of what God wanted to do with that earth. You see, some of us, our lives are without form. It might might be the whole life. And without form is, I mean... This is a, it's a bad, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a bad place, but, you know, without form is, you cannot describe it. You know, when they ask you, how are you, you're like, it's not good, it's not bad, it's there. It's without form. You know, it's not cold, it's not hot, it's in between. And those are the times when we stop caring. They tell you something, they say, I don't care, it doesn't matter, you know, there's food on my table, it doesn't matter. But God is saying, that is not where I want you to be. I am giving you a new beginning. Now, 
Then God stepped in, in verse 3, and it continued all the way down. And then let's read Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Because the God of new beginning has stepped in. And he said, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Now, if you take a picture of earth in the earth in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, and you take a picture of the earth in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, was there any similarity at all? No. It was completely different. There was no form. There was no void. Now there's animals running about. There's man inside. There's so many things. So that is what God wants to do. That is where he wants to take us to. Let's look at another. Maybe you're still not convinced that this God of new beginnings, when he says, I'm doing a new thing, is completely new. Let's look at another case study. Exodus chapter 1. Verse 11 to 12. Exodus chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. It says, Therefore, they set taskmen, taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh supply cities, Phetham and Ramesses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were in the dread of the children of Israel. Now, the children of Israel were in bondage. I mean, but despite being in bondage, they were fruitful. They were multiplying. They were, you know, they were procreating. And they had an experience of God, even in that bondage. But that is not what God wanted. God wanted them to be outside of bondage. And he wanted to bless them outside Egypt. And if you now read the whole of Exodus and you get to Exodus chapter 15, that was the first time they sang a new song as a new nation. 15 verse 1. Exodus 15 verse 1. That's when they sang a new song as a new nation. Some of us, you know, it's just, there's just a burden. It's just a heaviness. There's just a, you know, we're just, we're, you know, we're not, I mean, there's just something that is pressing us. It might be in our ministries, it might be in our lives, it might be in our, whatever it is. You know, we're just not fulfilling potential. God is saying, I will do a new thing. Now, let's look at another case study. You're still not convinced, let's look at another case study. You know, in the multitude of case studies, a theorem or a theory is established, a theory becomes a law. So, First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. That's the story of Jabesh. Now, it says, Now Jabesh was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called him his name Jabesh, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabesh called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you may bless me indeed. And enlarge my territory, that your hand may, will be with me, and that uh, you will keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So grant, God granted him what he requested. I, I, I work in, I, I do some uh, shifts in A&E. And sometimes when they bring accident patients, the accident patient will be pointing that, this is where I'm sore. This leg is where I'm sore. I'm really, really sore in this leg. I'm sore. Doctor, do something. And then as a doctor, I go and I go to his neck first. And I stabilize his neck and I put a collar. And, and he looks at me and he's like, are you a doctor at all? Are you, or are you a mechanic? I said, it's my leg that is sore. It's my neck you're looking at. What is wrong with you? But because I know that as a doctor, he has you know, there's instances of distracting injury. Because if his, various, or maybe his, maybe his leg is broken... It will be sore in his leg, but it will not know that his neck is also broken. But the pain that is worse is the one that I will be pointing to. And some of us, that's the way our lives are. You know, some pain is has const- been there for a long time. We're used to it. Or we don't even know that it's there. So when the new pain comes, we tell God, God, do this new one. This new pain is the one I want to take care of. But what God is saying is that, no, I am doing a new thing. I'm taking all of it away. I'm starting, it's a fresh start. Now, let's look at Jabesh. I mean, I think the story of Jabesh, sometimes if you read it, the 9 and 10, then you miss, you know, it's, it's, the chrono, it's not chronological in that way. So, Jabesh's mother gave birth to him, bore him in pain, called his name Jabesh. But do you know what the Bible says first in 9? 
even though he was called the son of pain, he was what more honorable than his brothers. So when the God of new beginnings step in, even the name that some people have been called from a ab initio, from the start, does not matter. Because it is a new beginning. Praise the Lord. Because of our time, I will not look closely at um, all the other ones. But let's look at Naaman, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 14. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 14. So, we all know the story of Naaman. He's a great man of valor, but he had a skin condition. Um, he had leprosy, and the man of God told him to go and, to, to go and um, wash in, in, in River Jordan. And then he went down. I mean, initially he didn't want to wash, but then he finally went. So, he went down and dipped seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of God. And his flesh was restored. But when God was going to restore his flesh, he did not restore it as the flesh of a 50-year-old man. God restored it as a new one, as that of a little child, and it was clean. Why am I going through all of this to show us what the God of new beginnings... I'm trying to show us when God of new beginnings says, I am doing a new thing. The kind of things it does. And the reason is because so that we would, our expectations will be completely different from what they've been before. God is saying that maybe previously, your one plus one, which you is, is equal to 1.5. And when you pray, when God visits you, one plus one becomes three. God is saying, no, no, no. We're tearing that apart. We're saying one plus one plus G where G is the factor of God of new beginnings. And it becomes, I don't know, 30, 60, 100, (laughs) infinite, whatever it is. That is what God is telling us. And I want us to take our focus away from ourselves. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at your previous experiences of him or your current experiences of him or your previous experiences of yourself or what is going on. And let's shift focus to this God of new beginnings because he is ready to do it. Now, there's also the valley of dry bones, Ezekiel 37. You know, there was dryness, there was death, there was lost hope. And the God of new beginnings stepped in and it became completely different, completely different. And then the most, one of the very important ones, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. It says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things have passed away. All have become new. The only person that can do that is the God of new beginnings. Nobody else. It's not human beings can do that. Can't do that. That's not, that's not the way human beings work. So let's look at the God of... Why am I so sure? Why am I so sure that the, that's what he wants to do? Why am I so sure that he's going to do it in the first place? Why am I so, so sure? Number one, let's look at the characteristics of this God of new beginnings. I mean, we've already established that when he does his new beginnings, things are completely different. But why am I sure he's going to do it? Let's look at his characteristics. So, characteristics of the God of new beginnings. So that our faith might be, might, might, might be uh, what's the word? I wanted to say gingered, but that's not an English word. <laughs> So, number one, new beginnings are a specialty. Praise the Lord. New beginnings are a specialty. Now, if, for example, you have a highly trained professor of neurosurgery. I'm sorry I'm using medical examples because that is where I'm comfortable. (laughs) So, new beginnings are a specialty. So, a highly trained professor of neurosurgery. And you go and meet him and you say, sir, I have a cold. He will look at you and be like, yes, I'm a doctor and can treat colds. But, you know, and he will treat you and you go. But give him an open brain and a cup of coffee. He's in his zone. He's grinning from ear to ear. Because that is where he is. Or take a balance sheet and give it to Dickinshire. He's happy. Because he's in his zone. 
That is the same way with God. When it's time for new beginnings, he is excited. He is happy. Because that's what he does. So that you won't think it's my own word. Let's check the Bible. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8 and 9. Isaiah 42, 8 and 9. It says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Let's go back to verse 8. Why did God start it with, I am the Lord? Why did he start that way? And I kept thinking, why? But I know that, you see, in my culture, if you are confident of yourself, you first say, now me be this. That's what happens. You say, I am. If you are in your zone, you know, you will beat your chest that this is me. And that's the same way with God. He's saying, I am the Lord. So he's first of all reminding you that I am the Lord. Then he says, I will give you a new business. Let's check again Isaiah chapter 41, verse 13 to 16. Can we read the message version, please? It says, that's right. Because I, your God, have a firm grip on you. And I am not letting go. I am telling you, don't panic. I am right here to help you. Next one, next verse, 14. Do you feel like a lowly worm, Jacob? Don't be afraid. You feel like a fragile insect, Israel? I'll help you. I, God, I, God, want to reassure you that God will buy you back. The holy of Israel. 15. I am transforming you from worm to arrow. From insect to iron. Is there any link from insect to iron? Can you compare insect to iron? It says, as a sharp-toothed arrow, you will smooth out the mountains... Turn those tough old hills into loamy soil. The next one, please. You will open the rough ground to weather. The blast to the blast of the sun and wind, but you'll be confident and exuberant, expansive in the holy of Israel. Hallelujah. Revelation 21:5 says, I will do I, I, I will do a new thing. I can't, I, I should quote that very well. But let's read, I want, I want us to read is Luke 15. Luke 15. So that I can show us that when it's time for new beginnings, is in his zone. Luke 15, let's read 19 to 24. Let's just read that quickly. It's the story of the prodigal son. Our time is almost up, so I will just rush through the rest of it. 15 verse 19. So, so the son, I mean, the story of the prodigal son, I won't go through all of it. It says, so the son went back and he said, I don't deserve to be called your son, Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up, went home to his father. When he was still a long way off, his father saw him. His heart pounding. He ran out, embraced him, and kissed him. Now, that's the father that has been wronged. Then the son started speech. Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned against you. I don't deserve to be called your son again. But the father wasn't listening. A call to the servant says, quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on, on his, uh, and then get the grain-fed ephah and roasted. We're going to have feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. So it shows that the father is a father of, you know, a new beginnings. He's happy to give new beginnings. I don't know what, it's, what is about you just now. You might have gone far away from the embrace of God. You might have never even, you don't, you, you, you've never known what it means for God to hug you. you it might, that's my, that might be your own, but God is saying, I am a God of new beginnings. I am happy to give new beginnings. That is when I'm in my zone. Praise the Lord. Number two, quickly, because of our time, he is constant. He does not change. 
it does not change. And why does that give me confidence? Because if he's done it before, he will do it again. Simple. That is all for that one. Number three. Now, my God of new beginnings is not bound by natural laws, time, space, economic situation, what human beings are saying, what they are doing. He is not bound by them. He exists outside the realm of time. You know, God is from everlasting to everlasting. There was no time before. And God then said in the beginning, so he created that one. And then he said, this is the first day. So time came after God said, now let there be time. So he exists outside the realm of time. So time doesn't affect him. It doesn't concern him. You know, it doesn't exist in the dimension of time. And why is that important? That means that with him, it is never too late to get a fresh start. It's never too late. Ezekiel 37, the value of the dry bones. Human beings, <laughs> it, was late. it was late for those dry bones, truthfully, I mean. They were dry. They, were, no, they, they, had, they, they had died, they became bones, then they were dry. Even when God asked Ezekiel that can these dry bones live, the man of God was sharp. In his mind, it was like, mm. but what did he say? He said, God thou knowest. Hallelujah. So it was late for them. Human speaking, it was late for those bones. I mean, we should pack them. We should probably do something else. But God says, no, it's never too late. John chapter 11, verse 17 to 23, the story of Lazarus. Now, Lazarus was sick. Fine. He can still be healed. Then Lazarus died. Fine. Day one. Then they buried him. Day two. Then it was day three. And then day four. He was dead for four days. Mine. You know, if he had been the first day, we might have said maybe, maybe the day he died. You know, you might have said maybe the doctor that certified him was not qualified to certify people dead. He was dead for four days and he was buried. You know, when people, in, in human terms, it was too late for Lazarus. But when my Jesus got there, hallelujah. He said, roll the stone away. It was not phased. Jesus was not even phased at all by the stone. He said, roll it away. Hallelujah. Number three. No, number four. Number four. Number four. Sorry, as, you, as I said before, you know. <laughs> hallelujah. He is not bothered by the state of the old. The state of the old doesn't phase him. He's not limited by it. He's not bothered by it. No matter how bad things have been, no matter how bleak the future looks, no matter what you look, what what things, what what pain you've been through, he's not phased. Well, it's only the person that is going to give you an extension of the old that will be faced by the old anyway. But because it's going to give you a fresh start, it doesn't matter what the old has been. What has been written on the canvas before does not matter. Because it's not faced by it, it's just going to wipe it away. And let's just quickly look at the Bible. I'll tell you about Acts chapter 3 verse 2 to buttress my point there. Acts chapter 3 verse 2. And I'll tell you the story. It's just the story of the guy that's been, uh, the man that's been... um, Lame from, from birth. And I looked at the story again and I said, even if they had the best of physiotherapists, those legs that have not been used since birth, they will look stumpy. Possibly no muscle in them any longer because they've never been used before. And when the disciples got there, they were in face. They just said, in the name, I mean, what I, what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. And the Bible says that if you read um, below, it says, and then he got strength in his legs and he got up and walked. So it wasn't faced. God is not faced by the state of the old. Praise the Lord. Number five. If he has said it, he will do it. 
As he said it, he will do it. Except he hasn't said it. If he has said it, he will do it. He has never said something that has not come to pass. He has said it, he will do it. He said in Jeremiah 1 verse 12, he says, I am watching over my word to fulfill it. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not man that he should lie. And Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, God's word will never return to him void. It will never return to him void. As he said, I will give you a new beginning, a fresh start. My God is going to do it. The God of new beginnings never fails. His promises are yea and amen. No matter where you've been, Just take your mind away from what is going on. Take your mind away from the old. And let the God of new beginnings, let him have his way. Let him do it the way he wants to do it. Not the way you want him to do it. And he will give you a fresh start. In closing, I want us to read Isaiah chapter 62, verse 1 to 5. That's our other anchor verse. And then we'll close on that. It says, For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until our righteousness goes forth as brightness and our salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness. And all kings, your glory. You shall be called a new name, which, is, which the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land be termed desolate. For you shall be called Ephsiba, and your land Bela. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as a bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. I invite you today to just invite this God of new beginnings. Whatever the situation is. I've given you so many instances of situations where he's proved himself. Trust him. And if you've never known him before, and things are just not working, he's ready to give you a new start. He's ready to give you a fresh start. He is not bothered. He's not bothered. He's not bothered. He's not bothered. He's not bothered at all. He's not bothered by how bad things have been. It's not bothered by how good things have been. It's not bothered by what you think is what he's going to do. It's a new beginning. Shall we just surrender everything to him? And invite him into our situation. In fact, not invite him into specific situations. Invite him into your life to take complete charge and give you a complete fresh start. Do you need a fresh start in your marriage? Do you need a fresh start in relationships, in the lives of your children, in your career, in your health? He is the God of new beginnings. He's the God of new beginnings. Father, do what only you can do. We look up to you, O God. We surrender ourselves, Father. We refuse to box you in. It's not based on our old experiences. It's not based on what we knew of you before or what we've heard about you. The word says, eyes have not seen years have not heard neither is he entered into the heart of man 
what you have in stock for us. Father, do this, O God. Change our lives around today the way you exactly want to do it. And let us not remain the same, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's give praise to the Lord for such a wonderful world. Give him honor, give him praise. As we rise on our feet, we just pray for a couple of more minutes. We serve a great God. His comfort zone is in the realm of the new. And I just took off where our brother left it off. Powerful word. And that is, we need first of all to yield our hearts unto him. It's not only for those that are giving their life to Christ the first time that they need to yield their hearts. Every one of us, we need to do so. And so we just take a moment or two, one more time. So if in your own case, you've never at any point in time, you know, give your life to Christ or maybe you did and for some reason that seems to have expired and you are not sure of exactly where you are, there's an opportunity I'll be giving to you in the next couple of minutes or moments that you will just step forward and say, Jesus, I surrender all to you. And then we'll take a few more minutes and then we're going to pray for one or two things as the Lord will lead us. So maybe I'm in the house, you just want me to pray with you, want me to agree with you in prayer that God will give you a fresh start in your relationship with him. And then every other thing will be built upon that. So if that's the category in which you are, lift up your hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. God bless you, sir. Any other person? You just want that fresh new start? God bless you, man. Just come forward, man. Come forward, man. God bless you, man. Just come forward. Glorious day. Glorious day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. God bless you, sir. Hallelujah. You have your own dealing with the Lord wherever you are. And if you want to come and join them, you just want that fresh start in your relationship with them. Come and join them. But maybe yours is not just like a fresh, fresh start. Maybe, you know, a certain area of your life needs to be tweaked. I want you to focus on Jesus. And let your own personal cry be, Lord Jesus, I want to move to the next level. I want to move to the next level. This one I've said, brand new start. If she wants to join them, come and join them. You want a brand new start in relationship with him. You want the old to completely go away. You want the new to come. The spirit of power and grace and righteousness is here. And the Lord God of heaven and earth will perform it in the name of Jesus. Just lift up your voice, church, and just begin to cry unto him for yourself. Begin to ask him to come into a situation where I pray for this one so that their experience today will be a new experience, a permanent experience, an experience that they cannot repent of. Just lift up your voices wherever you are. Just continue to call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. All right. Choir, you're going to minister in song for me. Uh, there's only one thing that I had in mind this morning when we came in here. I had a lot of anger on the inside of me against the devil. And so I'm totally convinced in my heart that there will be deliverance for some people here today. Uh, because the God of new beginning is here and he's able to wipe this slate clean. So I want you to free yourself. I want you to free yourself. I, I couldn't get that. And that was what made the Lord Jesus Christ deliver that demoniac in Mark chapter 5. You know, there was something in him that was saying, this thing is not going to remain like this. You know, we're not going to stay. I will not allow the status quo to remain. It was the same thing that was in his heart when he met, you know, Lazarus at the tomb. He may be crying physically, but he was groaning on the inside of him and he said, no, it's not going to remain like that. I'm sensing that right in me and I believe a few of you might be feeling that way here this morning. And so as we just worship God, as we worship God, we wait for the next move of God, whatever the Lord wants us to do. we still got about 10, 15 minutes to do this. Um, and whatever he leads us to do, that we will do. But I believe that before we leave here, that anger will be satisfied. I say to be satisfied because people will be loosed from the grip of the enemy. The grip of sickness will be broken. And the power of the Lord shall cast through your body like a mighty bolt of lightning. And you will feel the liberty in the name of Jesus. All of us together, I want us to worship this God of new beginning. The awesome one, the El Shaddai, the great and mighty one. Just as the choir begins to lift us in a worship unto him. When we call on his name, he comes in power. When we call on his name, he comes in the fullness of his majesty. Let's just all of us lift up our voices in worship and praise. And give honor and praise the majesty unto him. And lift him up. Come on, lift him the name of the Lord Jesus. The name that's above all names. Hallelujah. As the choir begins to lead us, let's just join them. You can begin to lift up your own hands unto the heavens right now. If he will lift Jesus up, he will draw men unto himself. He will come in power. He will come in his glory. And he will show himself strong in the midst of his people like never before. Hallelujah to the name of the Lord. Oh, we worship him. You are more than able, oh God. You are the rock of our salvation. Oh, we honor you in this place, Lord. Let your spirit move through this place like never before. We honor you, Jehovah God of Israel. We lift you up, the awesome and mighty one, the God of new beginning, the spirit of righteousness and holiness, the spirit of power and glory. Yes, Lord, be magnified, be exalted. We lift it high above every other hill. Let every opposition begin to bow at your name. Let him asantayalino. Line mashenderero. Name above all name. Name above all name. Name above all name. Name above all name. Linta namaseshe kiyalini moshenderero. Oh yes, Lord. Wekali resete. Worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him.
tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. It's a mighty Glory, glory, alleluia. Everything, everything written about you is great. He wants area of your life the Lord wants to touch you and this is going to be very dicey now because I know we might just have a lot of people coming forward but what I will just do brethren maybe the first five that comes forward others will give you opportunity to come later just come forward I want to pray for you I want to trust God uh, you know I might even not, not need to lay hands upon you but you just come and stand in front of the altar here you know there's an area of your life you've been banned and you want total liberty and freedom there just the first five that comes for just come and stand in front here and then we will just see how the Lord will do. The first five I said, let others go back. Let others go back. I know what I'm talking about. I might not even pray for this was a hair. Just go back to your seat. You know you are part of the first five. Just go, but don't worry. Don't worry. It's God. No, being here does not matter. Don't worry. Okay, you can stay. Hallelujah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Our God is a great God. I say our God is a great God. Our God is a great God. Thank you, Father. 
you guys need to just really, really give me another song where the greatness of God stars a lot. I, I knew what I heard of the Lord this morning. I just knew what I heard of the Lord and I know he will do mighty and glorious thing in this place today. So just go back to your seat, those that are there. And as I said, this ones are standing here. Be crying to God, those of you that are here, right in front. Choir, just give me a song that speaks of the greatness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Today we're gonna to wait it out until we see the hand of the Lord move and do what He wants to do. Thank you, Jesus.
to signify but you know yourselves right from childhood you suspected and not too long ago you knew that you have been fed with something that has initiated you into witchcraft a greater power in Christ is here today and that bondage over your life is broken in the name of Jesus you are not breaking through because of that covenant that covenant is annulled right now that covenant makes of loan effect right now you came in here with chest problem or breathing problem. You begin to breathe well now because the breath of God is upon you. In the name of Jesus. Lord, the passion and the anger that you put in us is so that we may express your own desire over your people. And that's why you shall be bound no more. Nobody else shall be bound in the name of Jesus. The God of new beginning is visited you and you will be permanently free in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's why I say lift up your head O ye gates and be ye lifted ye everlasting doors and let the King of glory come in. Holy Spirit make a grand entrance into the life of everyone here in the name of Jesus. It is broken the yoke. The yoke is broken 
the yoke is broken the shackles are broken and you are freed in the name of Jesus you came in here despondent you are living here rejoicing you came in here downcast I speak by the spirit of the most high God you are living here elated and joyous in the name of Jesus everybody say I shall arise and I will shine in the name of Jesus say to yourself no more bondage no more bondage in my life no more bondage in my children's life no more bondage in my spouse's life wife husband in the name of Jesus I am free in the name of Jesus and you shall be free indeed in Jesus name I stand in the above all name. I said, go in the liberty that the Son of God has given you. That is his specialty. To give a new start. That's his specialty. Not to be phased. Not to be bothered or perturbed about your state. It's a small thing for him. You will come back and testify. And the name of the Lord God of Israel shall be prayed. I am believer. Praise the Lord. Sing it two times only. I am believer. I is walking. Follow my voice. Once I was bound by the watch your dreams tonight some of them may appear scary if you don't understand them inbuilt in many of them is the dream of victory if you don't understand them seek help amen but I can assure you you are free only one thing the Lord sent me here to do today giving me this mandate a few weeks back and I should not preach it I should just come and pray for you and I've done exactly what he asked me to do he is a faithful God and you will never I am tired He's put that anger in me. And I hope he's in you too. And that anger is satisfied. The devil is a liar. And your freedom is permanent in Jesus' name. Give him praise as you give your offering unto the Lord. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.